the guys from Ping, they've kind of shown me how much the equipment matters. I just love that I can hit any shot I kind of want. We're going to be able to tell some fun stories about what goes on here to help golfers play better golf. Welcome back to the Ping Proving Grounds podcast. I'm Shane Bacon. That is Marty Jertz. And Marty, uh, it's a remote podcast. Yeah, we recorded a few in person. And uh, this is our first uh, our first run through remote. You're you're still dialed though. You're still in the putting lab. Oh yeah, I'm dialed here, and I see you're you're in the you're in the man cave right there. <laughs> I was uh, I was just I was joking with my wife today. Um, she's been sick, and then we have both kids are home today. And she said, "Thank goodness we have this man this cave down here that we can like get away <laughs> for an hour or two and uh, basically my workstation at this point." But um, yeah, you know, it, it was interesting. I was kind of thinking about. This time of year, you know, it, school's kind of starting to wind down for most kids. And this is when parents, I would say, start to freak out a bit because the summer's long and you get a lot of time with your kids and you start to plan out camps and programs and what you can do with your children. And it got me kind of thinking about ping and what you guys have done in terms of focusing on junior programs and kids, Marty, and it's an important program that that Ping has established, and it's something that I know you guys are very proud of, and it focuses a lot on junior golf and, and getting children not just invested in the game, but kind of a personalized environment for them to uh, to really kind of hold in and take in. Yeah, I mean, growing the whole junior game is uh, is su super important to the family, to the Solheim family here, Shane. And, uh, you, you know, I think you see it in all, so many of our staff players. They've grown up being ping players, right? This is in our DNA um, and it's in our fitting DNA. You know, we want to have product that's uh, that we can custom fit to the junior golfer that, again, I think what we've talked about, the essence of custom, fit custom fitting is so that you, the player, you don't have to make adjustments, right? And I think that's a core problem that we solve with our Prodigy product and that we believe in is that whole, and I can certainly relate to it. I can relate to scheduling uh, camps and my wife being a little stressed out right now, setting up the itinerary for the summer. Um, but that whole that whole uh, issue of you're making a big investment in your in your kids' clubs. So you kind of want to be like, oh, I want to, I want to, uh, I'll get it a little longer so they can grow into it. Right. Right. But then you have, but, but then that's not the best thing for the golfers. They're growing their swing and they're taking lessons and they're at the junior camp. They're at the, they're at the course every day and they have clubs that are too long. That that's a, that's a big, big problem for their development. Yeah. I mean, I was thinking about myself as a, as a kid, right? Like growing up playing golf and things have obviously changed a lot in terms of technology and focus and obviously personalization in and around golf. What is, okay, I'm, I'm a parent. I have, you know, an eight, let's say I have an eight-year-old and a 10-year-old and they're starting to show interest in golf. What is the modern way about going, about getting them golf clubs? Because the old way was you went and bought, like you said, longer clubs so they could play them, themselves into them. They could use them for a few years. You obviously were, were making a one-time purchase. How has that evolved you know, not just in junior golf, but with Ping's involvement. Yeah, I think the I think the issue we're trying to solve there is that you 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 know I think you and I we may have played uh, Dad's cut down clubs, of right? Of course, and they're, they're they're heavy, they're too stiff, their angles aren't right, and things of this nature. So we want to provide a solution there for exactly that age range. In, in our first foray into this was kind of you know the G eight twelve driver. So well, why'd you name it eight twelve? It's for roughly eight to twelve year olds. You know, is is to get them in that product. In the in one big part of that, Shane, is we we want to get them to the right length. We want to get them into the clubs that have the right weight and balance. That's like a really big deal. The right head weight. 
you know, the clubs are this short. We don't necessarily care about building to a certain or designing to a certain swing weight. It's more about the head weight optimization, right? You get that right weight and balance uh, so they can swing it for their specific speed and strength levels. And then the other big piece is helping somebody with the right, building the right like mix of clubs. Like the younger you are, the shorter you hit it. You don't need 14 clubs. And we're not even trying to recommend that with the Prodigy, right? And that's, I think that's very helpful to the parents. Like Mike, I have a six-year-old and a nine-year-old and my six, and they both started with a set that was driver, our five hybrid, nine iron sand wedge putter, you know, and, and even then maybe they don't need the sand wedge at the beginning, right? So you can start with like a, you know, I don't know, a five-piece set or even even less than that. You can go driver, hybrid, iron, putter, you know, and kind of help them as they evolve their skills. Don't get, maybe you don't give them that sandwich at the beginning so they can learn how to manipulate the face and develop their skills. Um, so that's a big part of what we thought through with the prodigy. And we're not here to push on, Hey, you need all these clubs for your kid or only hits, hits their driver 120 yards. Yeah. So, so if a parent's coming to you guys and thinking about getting their kid involved, you know, in the prodigy program and kind of getting them interested in getting their own set of golf clubs, but maybe they're nervous about pricing or maybe they're nervous about the kid growing out of that. What have you guys done to maybe alleviate a bit of that stress? Yeah, it's definitely a big investment. I mean, I know when I'm my kids are playing, uh, you know, whether it's a mountain bike for them or they're into baseball. I mean, it's definitely a big investment. So I, we're, we can definitely empathize with like the parent in that regard, right? Because a lot of us here, they're developing these programs. We are the parents. So yeah, we developed this program. It's called the Get Golf Growing Program. And it's really to solve that problem of, hey, you got your, your 10-year-old, 8-year-old golfer, and you, the parent, the first thing in your head, hey, man, this set's going to be expensive. I'm going to buy them. My eight-year-old, I'm going to buy them to last them through their 11. And then they're playing clubs that are too long there for two years. We're like, okay, let, let's let's solve this problem here. So the Get Golf Growing Program is if you buy like the, just five pieces of the pro- five-piece set of the Prodigies, fit them to exactly their right length for that time. And then, and then your kid, after the, hey, this winter, they go back to school. Uh, they sprouted up three or four inches or what have you. You send them back into us. We'll lengthen them, reweight them, regrip them, ship them right back to you. We usually get them back to you within a week. Now you, your golfer can have an optimally optimal fit set uh, for that whole span of 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 when they're playing that Prodigy product. And it's been an awesome program since we launched it. Tons of parents are taking advantage of it. We kind of launched it out there. Hey, I'm not sure how many parents are going to send their clubs back in, but it's a lot. And so it's definitely working and it, it kind of takes the edge off. It solves two problems at once. Hey, the big stick uh, sticker tag, it kind of takes the edge off that. And then your golfers playing more perfectly fit product for the span of when they're growing up. And so they don't have to make those adjustments to their game. Yeah, Marty, it almost sounds like what I know. I don't remember. Maybe it was an American Express program, but somebody did something with the NBA where if you bought a jersey from a player and they switched teams, you could send the jersey back in oh, and they nice. would replace it for almost no cost. And again, yeah. you're thinking about how much movement we're seeing in professional sports now. That makes a lot of sense if you want to go out and buy a replica jersey and it's 150 or $200. And this makes so much sense for a parent where – when we think about things for our children, price comes up so often because, again, we're spending the money, right? And we're putting them in yep. something that maybe we we don't know if they're going to last two years, three years, four years, or even a couple of weeks. And this allows you to take a bit of stress off of the parent. And also, it gets the kids interested because you have a set perfectly fit for you. This is what you should be playing in this moment. And if you grow three inches in the summer, good news, 
we can adjust your golf clubs to where they stay with you. And Marty, if, if you, from right here, it's the same club. So, you know, you're looking down at the same club that you were looking at before. Exactly. And like what I did, and it's a good example. I just did with my nine-year-old. He started to hit the ball a little bit further. So he had that five, five club set and he started to establish a gap between his hybrid and his nine iron. So it was time to add the seven iron. So it's just easy. You don't need to go out and do the whole thing at once, right? And it's helped him to, with, again, Shane, with that skill development. And we put a lot of thought in that to, with our Prodigy set. Even when it came down to, like, the putter design, it was really cool. It was a putter we designed kind of with uh, Louis Oosthuizen at the time. And actually, Corey Bacon was the lead designer on this putter. We wanted to design an answer blade-style putter that f- had like that that focus to it but still had some forgiveness and so this putter is called the Voss putter that's a town in Norway so it has some history tied to our uh, our ping heritage there and the cavity instead of an answer style is exactly ball width and that's the putter we chose to put in the prodigy line because we wanted the kids growing up with a blade style putter slide arc something not too big and that forced that focus to your eye which was pretty important so we even thought about like those level of details in terms of your skill development you know, when we're in the when we're in the design phase of the the Prodigy product. So, what's age? What's kind of the age focus? I know you mentioned eight to twelve, but what do you tell people that ask you? All right, my my kids showing some interest. My kids showing some promise. When do I need to start this program for them? Yeah, I think it, you know, I think our height range is kind of the guide. Okay, uh, like fifty two inches to sixty two inches. So anywhere in there, and obviously, if you got a kid that's forty eight inches or forty nine fifty, we can kind of hedge it a little bit on that end. And we have great, like really simple fitting information. And I think that the uh, earlier on you are in starting your golf journey, the more you can kind of lean on just kind of how tall you are, how long your arms are, just like our like men's mainline, men's and women's adult color code chart. We actually had to establish, we had to create our own color code chart. So when we developed the Prodigy product, we actually went out. And we leverage all the ping employees because like the CDC, we went to go get data on like wingspan or how long your arms are. And there was no data out there. There was no, <laughs> there was no like uh, growth charts for that information. So we sent out this big survey to all of our accounts and had them go measure their kids. And we actually came up with the color code chart uh, for juniors when we launched the Prodigy. But I think that's it. I think it's kind of that eight to 12 range. But if you have a you know, six, seven-year-old that's a little on the bigger end and, the, and is close to that 52-inch minimum threshold, all the way up to that top end, which gets close to kind of five foot or 62 inches is, is kind of the sweet spot, which is generally kind of eight to 12, but really seven to 13. And, and how much time are you thinking? If you're talking to a parent about, you know, going through this process, what's the time commitment? You know, what do they need to do to get involved? Yeah. So, I mean, A, you could go see your your local uh, ping fitting account and they have all the the charts and fitting information. They might even have a demo there of the Prodigy product for you to, you to try. And we have a, even have a couple of different shaft flexes. And again, that's going to be driven by kind of your speed and your height range and strength level. So we even have a couple of different shaft flexes in there. Uh, or you could go to our website, Shane. We have a really cool fitting chart. It's called Junior Web Fit. And you just punch in, okay, uh, you punch in the height of your, your kid. You put in, you put in the, uh, their wrist to floor, which is kind of that measurement, how long their arms are. And even if you don't, you don't have to measure that. If you, you can kind of, hey, set it for me and it'll pick kind of the average there. And then you just put in approximately how far they hit their driver, right? And that's carry plus roll. And if they hit their driver 120 yards or less, we're going we're gonna to recommend 
uh, less pieces, like a five-piece set or six-piece set in there. And if they start, if they hit their driver like you know 200 220 yards or further, that's when we start to fill out the whole bag and marry that to that gap testing. We do a lot of testing with the juniors on gapping. And so it's that easy. You can go see your uh, authorized ping uh, uh, retailer, maybe at your club or your local uh, you know, retail store, or go right on our website and and click on Junior WebFit and just use a, use that really easy calculator right there. And how do you tell people in terms of mixing, you know, interest in the game for a young person? Because, you know, there's so many outlets now. There's so many places you can go. Clinics, obviously there's camps out there, you know, Ping Junior League. What do you tell people in terms of that process? You know, once now they've got the golf clubs, now they're very interested in potentially playing golf. What's that next step to tell parents? Man, I think the number one thing, Shane, I think you could probably speak to this yourself is like, have fun, like make the game fun. Like you got to gamify it. I mean, I know I've like bringing my kids on the golf course late in the evenings. I mean, I think a big thing my wife and I do with our two kids is we play alternate shot. So we'll just play nine holes alternate shot this is really fun and we can pay play at the same pace of play uh like is the regular uh you know kind of members tea times which is pretty quick like if you're not keeping up they're not happy about it so number one thing is keep it fun but there are tons of junior programs going on out there i think you named a few pga junior league is super fun because that scramble style format and i know I, they have really cool commercials obviously let's see steph curry and all these right 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 uh, my kids love basketball the most so when they see steph curry on those commercials, uh, they're like, okay, I'm, I'm getting in the junior league. Uh, and it's that team atmosphere. And you play a scramble. So it takes like the pressure off of, you know, it's like a good entry point, whether your kid is uh, more skilled playing individual tournaments or not. Keep it fun. Tons of programs out there, either, either at your local course. I, I just think at, le- at least here in Arizona, junior golf has really been flourishing. And you see a lot of opportunities where it's through your local PGA section tournaments, PGA Junior League, other initiatives. I would say the big thing is keep it fun and try to keep, get your kids out there with with other buddies and friends they can they can have contests with. And when does a junior transition to more of an adult set? I mean, at what point are you saying, okay, you've gone through you know mm. our prodigy program, you've gone through the get golf growing program. Now we're getting to a full set of adult golf clubs. What do you feel like that age range is, and maybe skill set is? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, I think the number one thing is kind of their height. If they're kind of getting close to that five-foot level, that's kind of that transition point. So that's the first thing to look at. And then beyond that, it's kind of the speed factor. Like our our, our Prodigy driver, for example, and we know this because we're using all the same engineering tools we're using to optimize our, our mainline product and our ladies product. We're, we're throwing those engineering resources at the Prodigy, right? So it's got a lighter head weight. And then it has our driver has 15 degrees of loft on it. So that may that may seem crazy. Like, why do you have a driver with that much loft? Well, at slower speeds, like you need more launch and more spin to optimize your distance. So if your junior player is starting to pick up some speed and there's you just kind of know they're spinning their driver too much, or maybe you get them on a launch monitor, you can actually use our driver optimal launch and spin chart and start taking a look at hey, you know, my juniors getting a little bigger, they're getting a little more speed. Hey, on this chart their spin is a little too high, that's a good time to take a look in that transition point of getting to a mainline product. The fun part is now, Shane, with the G430, we have this build called the HL build in the G430, which stands for high launch. And it's a lighter headweight build. And this is the perfect marriage because there is this kind of gap. Hey, I got a 14-year-old 
you know, maybe they're not swinging fast enough or clubs are a little too heavy in the main line. They just graduated our prodigy. What do you do? We have this HL build, which is lighter headweights in there, which is kind of this perfect marriage. So you can go to a driver that's maybe 40, 44 inches or 44 and a half, keep the head weight appropriately optimized, a little lighter weight and help them make that transition, which is a great solution there. And then you can use kind of our, our, uh, our mainline fitting tools, like our regular color code chart and other fitting tools start to really work well once you make that transition. Marty, when did you guys start to see these types of holes? You know, I mean, not just in junior golf, but maybe in women's clubs and, you know, HL driver. I mean, it feels like what Ping has done so well is solutions for potential gaps, if you will. And we talk so much about gapping in your own golf club, Mm -hmm. in your own golf bag, but gapping in golf in general, because all of what you're saying makes sense, but I don't feel like it's been around forever. Yeah, we're getting more. Shane, you're exactly right. We're getting more and more nuanced is taking these certain segments of the market. And a lot of them have been underserved. Like, I don't know. I mean, hey, lefties, we'll start with lefties. They've right. been, uh, they were they were the original underserved. We've been supporting them forever. But, you know, it's just doing things like cutting. We, we did a test, Shane, where we cut down. Let's take dad's cut down driver and test it versus the prodigy, right? And we just absolutely crush it with the prodigy. It shows the value of having a lighter head, more loft, custom engineered shaft, all those things, right? And so that just really validated that, hey, there's a gap there and we need a custom engineer solution there. Same thing with the ladies product. That's another really good example where it requires its own optimization, right? There's speed ranges, there's line goal ranges, there's headweight optimizations. It's very specific for those segments. And so, yeah, we've been going down a lot of these little rabbit holes. And I think we've, you know, I think today we're having fun talking about juniors and ladies, this HL build and how we've kind of targeted those and designed solutions for them. Marty, do you ever have like an entire family come out to get fit? You know, I mean, I mean, dad's getting fit, mom's getting fit and the kids are getting fit. Have you seen that, uh, you know, on the proven grounds over the years? Yeah. Yeah. It is kind of fun. It is fun. I mean, definitely we see a lot of dads and kids here. I mean, I don't know. We'd have uh let's say, I mean, a good example is one of our ambassadors, Kerry Cosby, like the PGA professional yep, year, yep, played yep. the senior PGA championship. Whenever he comes in, he's always with the Sunbanks, right? So there's, I look at the calendar and there's tons of those scenarios. We definitely see some, uh, some, uh, co- a lot of couples come in and quite often there'll be a, there'll be a family of four. Uh, come on in and they're all getting optimized. And it's really fun to see, okay, uh, mom may be getting fit for our GLE product. Kids are getting into prodigies and dad's getting in, uh, you know, maybe a set of blueprints or something if he's a player. So it's fun to <laughs> be able to service that whole spectrum of the marketplace, right? And playing golf as a family is, uh, it's what I remember from my childhood. I mean, people ask me how I got into golf. My, well, I went to play every Saturday with my dad. Like it was the thing. Like, I don't remember a Saturday. We didn't go play nine or 18 holes. Uh, so it's such an important part of golf. And one of the, one of the funnest things about golf is, and it's fun for us to have products and fitting solutions, uh, you know, for the whole family. Yeah. I mean, the solution part, again, going back to this is, you know, when you tour the facility and you really get a feel for what you guys are trying to accomplish, it really does feel like it's it's checking boxes. And when you go through checking those right boxes where, you know, the women's clubs are are perfectly designed to fit those swing speeds and the junior golf clubs are perfectly designed. And then maybe, like you said, maybe somebody's not swinging at 150 miles an hour with their driver, but you know, they want to get into, you know, the newest gear and you've got high launch for them. I just find it so fascinating that 
there, you know, it's almost like there's not one leaf that's not been uncovered. You know, I mean, it really does feel like every single day the team is working to make sure that everybody serves so everybody has their best chance of playing the best golf. Yeah, we're uh, yes, absolutely, Shane. I think we, I think you know, we we right now have the most complete solution for all those little segments of the market and there there's more to be done there there's more to be done i mean i think we've all seen hey uh somebody does better with a heavy headway driver but you go hit it and it feels like a toothpick and your ball speed goes down but the other person hits it uh and and it works really well for them so we're still going down and segmenting the market uh with even more precision than we ever have i think our g430 driver is a really good example the headway we have on the SFT, which is our straight fly technology driver built to counter folks who deliver the face open path and put a lot of curve on it and just want to straight. Hey, just give me the club that straight. I want to hit it flight. straight, man. Exactly. <laughs> like not everyone's going to go out and and put a lot of time into working their game. And that's totally OK. Like we we can we can fit you for that. Uh, we're getting more targeted, more surgical uh, on our solutions. And, and, and today we talked about some really fun examples of that. Marty, when did you first beat your dad? I mean, you talk about going out and playing golf with your dad. How old do you think you were when you first maybe got him on the golf course? Man, that's a good question, Shane. I want to say, I want to say probably like in the probably 11 or 12 years old. You know, okay. I was always playing nine. I mean, I, I think I always remember like bogey, like bogey is par, you know, like so in my head, it's like, okay, when I, when was I shooting 45? Right. And I think the first time was probably in that like 11 or 12 years old, like true, legit, like shooting, shoot and breaking, you know, bogey par, <laughs> breaking that 45 level. And then I remember probably shooting like a 41 or two and then pop shot 43. And it was like, okay, took you down. We're going for ice cream. Oh, I mean, I, it, I was trying to think back of, you know, like being competitive with my dad and on the golf course. And I, you know, I have young kids and I can't, you know, it's hard to fathom that one of these days, Henry's going to beat me in golf, you know, but I mean, it's inevitable that at one point, if he's interested in the game and he gets dialed in it, he's going to beat me in golf. And to think Ooh. that, you know, I was reading something, there was some dad that said every year he fill on there on his kid's birthday, he does a film where he races his kid because he oh, said at some point yeah. the kid's going to beat him. But right now, I mean, the kid's six and he's got, kids got yep. no chance, but every single year they do a race and to think, <laughs> you know, when did when did I finally actually beat dad? You know, it's like yeah. dad's actually stressing over a couple putts on eight, exactly. nine for par to try to take <laughs> down his kid. Uh, totally. it's, it's wild to think. And I mean, obviously with, with the club's pings or put pings putting together, that opportunity is going to come around a little easier. Yep. Yep. Oh man. You got me thinking, I'm glad I don't, uh, film that race with my nine-year-old. He, he runs track and field. He's like a sprinter and he, he can already smoke me. So I'm glad I'm not doing that. I'll stick, Marty's, I'll stick Marty's to the golf running. match. That's, that's right. Just going to stick to the, to the golf match. match. So, you know, if, if somebody is going to think about getting their kid into the game and into fitting, and you're really going to give them a time, like a time level, like this might take you an hour, two hours, five hours, a couple days a week. What do you tell people in terms of getting them involved in programs, getting them involved in new golf club fitting, all of that? I mean, how much time is a parent thinking about week to week? Yeah, that's a good question, Shane. I mean, I, I just go back to keep it fun for the kids, man. Keep it fun. Keep it light. Get them in a fun camp with some friends, with some buddies. The more time on the golf course, the better. Like, it's hard to make it fun just hitting balls on the range. Okay. I mean, you can do, you can have fun things on the range. Don't get me wrong. But the more time you can do that, get them on the course playing. You know, have some different formats. Play some scrambles. Play some alternate shots. Play some stableford. 
you know, have some different games. Kids just love playing games, keep it competitive. And then when it comes to, to fitting, uh, you know, just don't think you need to have a bag full of, uh, of 10 or 12 clubs for your kid. Get him, get him four or five clubs, highly engineered, but custom fit. Don't go with, uh, cut down your old clubs and, and, uh, and that would be a problem. That would be a challenge for you. And don't don't uh, be tempted by buying them for how big they're going to be in two years. So get them into that right length uh, right now. And and we've made some really tool uh, simple tools to make that super easy for you. Go right on our website, get in there and and punch in their height, how long their arms are, and you'll get all that information instantly, which is really cool. Yeah, I mean, it's such a good idea. I mean, Get Golf Growing makes so much sense, and I love the idea behind it. And really, I mean, it's it's not necessarily as much science as it is just logic, right? I mean, it's a yeah. logical way to go about it. As your kid grows, allow us to do the dirty work. Allow us to, you know you know, extend the clubs and add new grips. What's cool about it is I love the idea of the new grips. I mean, you think about getting new clubs, you're not necessarily getting quote unquote new clubs, but I feel like as a young person, when those show up in a box and they're cleaned up and they're refinished and the grips are new, it's going to almost feel like you're getting new golf clubs every year as a young person. And as you and I've talked about getting new golf clubs is one of the greatest parts about being a, oh. being a golfer is getting the box at home. Exactly. I mean, Shane, I remember those are some of my best Christmases as a kid, man. I got a new driver. You'd go out there. I remember that was another memory, childhood memory for me is we'd always go play golf on Christmas Day, Christmas same. Day in the afternoon. We would do the same thing. <laughs> I love that. So, oh, I- uh, yeah, they, this Get Golf Growing program, I think you're exactly right. You get your club, you get fresh, you get new shafts, longer, fresh grips, nice and tacky. And uh, and and now they're they're going to be more fit to you if, you, if they've gotten a little too short for you, having to bend over too much, reach too much, you know, things of that nature. Um, you know, that the fitting is so important. And, um, you know, that way you don't have to make those uh, make those adjustments and uh, for ill fitted equipment. Such a big deal. Marty, I know people probably can't see you if they're listening, but you're in the putting lab. When you go to the putting lab, do you roll a putt every time or is it one of those things like are you a little bit like, stricter? I not Shane. I think you nailed it. I actually do. I don't know how you can't. I usually roll at least ten putts in here while I'm in here. <laughs> I'm looking behind you, and all I could think is I would be rolling putts immediately after finishing this. I mean, exactly. it's so awesome to uh, to get a chance to kind of be involved in that area and to get a chance to to really see what it's all about. But yes, uh, that's like when you go to the the like PGA Tour Superstore and you go, yeah, I got to roll. I mean, I roll a couple putts with Always. this putt, right? I got to roll a couple of five footers and see how it goes, uh, Marty. <laughs> Always appreciate the time. Thank you so much. This is the Ping Proving Grounds podcast.